This is an RNZ podcast. Last week was a big one for a family synonymous with journalism in Taranaki and nationwide. Former newspaper editor Jim Tucker, who started out in journalism back in 1965, went on to become a leading journalism educator. A recent profile in the spin-off, dubbing him the godfather of New Zealand journalism, estimated that he's helped train as many as 1,500 journalists down the years. He was also a frequent contributor and commentator down the years on this programme as well since 2001, and even in semi-retirement in New Plymouth, he is still chasing stories and writing columns for local publications. And for all his services to journalism, Jim Tucker was made an officer of the New Zealand Order of Merit at an investiture ceremony in Auckland last week, and several of his extended family were there for the honour. But not there on the day, though, was his brother Rob Tucker, also a long-serving and respected journalist, though he did make the news on RNZ's checkpoint the following day. The Brotherhood of New Zealand Photojournalists has answered the call of a terminally ill colleague to help out the cash-strapped Taranaki hospice. Rob Tucker, a former illustrations editor at the New Zealand Herald, is putting together an auction of 100-plus iconic images to raise funds for the organisation he calls the Angels in the Night. Our Taranaki Whanganui reporter Robin Martin has more. And in Robin Martin's report, Rob Tucker said the Brotherhood submitted a stunning array of photos that are much more than just nostalgia from days past. Images included in the auction can be viewed at the Photojournalism New Zealand Charity Auction Facebook page or in the Listener magazine of May the 5th if you have a copy of that to hand. The photos will be sold at auction on September the 24th in New Plymouth to raise much-needed money for the hospice that's provided relief to Rob himself in recent times. Now, several of the images you'll know already, like Michael Tuppety's famous New Zealand Herald image of Dame Fina Cooper walking hand-in-hand with a mokopuna during the Māori land hikoi in the 1970s, or Barry Durant's image of the first lifeboat coming ashore after the sinking of the Wahine in 1968. That picture for the Dominion also ran on front pages of newspapers all around the world. And another one in the auction, a Jeff Dale New Zealand Herald photo of Muhammad Ali sparring with a couple of young kids in Auckland, was recognised by one of those kids last week, giving Robin Martin a nice follow-up on Morning Report this week. Now rugby league legend Dean Bell has come forward and revealed the likely lads duking it out with Ali with a former Kiwi star and his cousin Wayne Bell. Come out of the movie, I can't even remember what it was, and we just seen this large gathering of people on the other side of the road, and... We thought, oh, being inquisitive teenagers, we'll just go over and be nosy and go and have a look who, what's going on, who it is, what, what's all the fuss about. And obviously we crossed the road and we got over there and we've seen it was the man himself. Wow. Rob Tucker told the listener last month, these prints are one-offs, they'll never be reprinted again, ever. And that's a far cry from publishers, entrepreneurs and auction houses these days trying to make a fast buck by hawking digitised copies of images to speculative investors. And when he sat down with Robin Martin... Rob Tucker talked about news photos as not just journalism, but as a form of art with an uncertain future. I came up with this idea um, with all my mates who are photojournalists working on newspapers. Why don't we get a collection of uh, historic photos that help mould the history of New Zealand? Like the buzzy bee on the lawn with um, Prince William is now, uh, here's a prince in waiting to be king maybe, shortly, and um, I've got these photographs that have been used around the world but have never been sold as a one-off print. So it's a matter of making photojournalism uh, an art form, which it is, to bring it out in the open, to 
give the photographers their due. Nobody knows the face of the photographer. They know what the photo is and why they like it or don't like it. Just giving the, I've called it the brotherhood of photojournalism. And what's happened is that the, the boys have come out of the woodwork now and we've got over 90 beautiful, beautiful photographs of historic New Zealand starting in the um, 1960s because that was the era that I started. Um, I was in photojournalism for 52 years, which is quite a long time, which also means that I know a lot of photographers and um, a lot of them are retired. And they're, you know, contacting them and, and they have never had this opportunity to actually come out into the limelight and say, wow, I took that picture, you know, and get some credit for it rather than just the newspaper and the photo getting credit. I want the photographers to get credit as well. So that if you heard of the name Ross Land or if you heard of the name Barry Durant, you know that those guys were the ones that helped, you know, form this you know, historic collection. Well what was the what's the response been when you've gone to the the Brotherhood as you call them? They they, they almost feel honoured that someone's thought of them and I mean Mike Tubberty did the um Fina Cooper Hickoy picture where I think everybody remembers it as this back-on shot of this woman and a little girl and they're walking down a dirt road. And it was taken in Cape Reinga by Mike Tubberty. Well, people remember the photo, but they won't remember Mike Tubberty. Now, Mike's 88. He was in hospital when I rang him about a month ago. I said, hey, Mike, that picture you took of Fina Cooper? He said, oh, yeah, I remember that. I said, well, it's famous. He said, no, it's not. I said, well, it's going to be. <laughs> and he, he didn't realise that that, that that photo had a huge impact. You know, on, on this is part of the, the... That was one of the first major heckoys to Parliament about land rights. And he didn't realise that he had taken a photo which was significant. He didn't even have a copy of the photo. And we had to search and search until we could find a copy of this photograph. And now I've got it, the original, and I've, uh, it's been blown up. It's uh, mounted on card... And it'll come up at auction only once ever, and it'll be on September the 24th. People will be absolutely surprised. I mean, one of the shots that just absolutely, even us photographers want to buy it, is taken by a guy called Wayne Harmon, who's a former picture editor on the New Zealand Herald, like I was. I came in after him. And he did the picture of King Karaoke being buried uh, on the top of Mount Taupri near Huntley. And the picture was taken in the rain and there's all these Maori warriors, about 10 of them, trying to carry this coffin on a very, very steep, scrubby uh, mountaintop to get him to, as the rangatira to the top of the mountain. Yeah, and it's just such a powerful photo that people have forgotten about. And even Wayne, the photographer, had to dig deep into his, you know, into his wardrobe or wherever, his desk at home, to find a copy of it. There's an amazing photo that Barry won a lot of awards for of um, the breakthrough of the tunnel at Manapuri, about 8Ks underground, where they the, all the dignitaries were gathered with hard hats on deep down in the mountain, inside the mountain, and they're going to put a blast through to connect the two tunnels for the outpouring out race. And uh, they put too much dynamite in the, 
in the blast and all the hat Barry shot as of all the dignitaries with their hard hats about two feet above their heads, <laughs> all being blown off their feet. It's just an amazing picture. So, um, what does it mean to you to do this project at this stage of your life? Well, there's two things. One, it stops me looking around my garden to see where my funeral pot will be. And secondly, it's just lovely to be able to... to well, it's threefold, isn't it? It's to bring the brotherhood, to, to start it, the photographers, instead of fading away, getting together and communicating, and a lot of them are coming down and they're going to stay at the, at the Plymouth Hotel where the auction's going to be, and they're going to have a big party because they haven't got together for years. So it's bringing this brotherhood of photographers together. And it's also, hopefully, going to raise some good funds for the hospice. The the younger guys call me a veteran now, which is a bit rude, really. But I started on the Taranaki Herald here in New Plymouth in 1967 as a cadet photographer. Then I worked um, from the Taranaki Herald, where I got a great grounding, I went to the Auckland Star in Auckland and became one of uh, eight photographers and learnt what metropolitan photography was really all about. Then I was lucky enough in 71 to be chosen to do the All Black Rugby Tour in Britain um, for the New Zealand newspaper group, which included the Auckland Star and about 16 other newspapers. So I went to Britain and did the All Black tour, and that was where I was with uh, Peter Bush when we photographed the last photos of um, who was the All Black that was sent home? Um, Murdoch. Murdoch. It's when Keith Murdoch was sent home from Cardiff, and I always laughed because Peter Bush did his book on his career as a photographer and said that he was the last to photograph Keith Murdoch before he disappeared into the Australian desert. And uh, just two months ago, I found in my bottom drawer a photograph uh, taken the same time as Peter Bush at Heathrow Airport. He forgot I was with him. <laughs> so, and then from there, I went. I came back and I um, covered the Commonwealth Games at Christchurch in 74. And from that, the New Zealand Herald offered me a job on the desk as assistant picture editor. And I didn't really want to do it because I was a photographer. And the Herald at that time had 17 photographers. And um, so anyway, I joined the Herald staff because I couldn't get a job as a senior photographer. And uh, then ended up as um, picture editor on the Herald. The picture editor left. And I did that for 10 years. And I really, I actually enjoyed it. Although of the 17 photographers, only two of them were younger than me. So I learned a lot about managing people and especially photographers who are a pretty pedantic lot. <laughs> yeah, and from that, you know, I did the Rainbow Warrior Sinky and I did work for lots of major magazines overseas. And I, I was Time magazine photographer for New Zealand, uh, which opened a lot of doors, you know, especially politically. Um, yeah, I had a real ball and now I'm, I came back. I was away from New Plymouth 32 years and I came back to New Plymouth and then I started a publishing company called uh, Tucker Media, and I've published 28 books on uh, various, from children's books right through to um, where does electricity come from in New Zealand. Uh, so I've produced quite a few books, and now I'm slowed down into a wheelchair. So <laughs> I'm adapting to taking pictures in a wheelchair. 
you know, if people want to become a photographer, that's all very well. Uh, but you got to, if you want to be a true photographer, you need to do only photography. You need to learn how to make money from it. This is something people don't teach you. Uh, photography is an amazing uh, career. I've had had probably one of the best careers. I've never worked a day of my life, so to speak. Um, I've toured the world uh, for free. I mean, one of my hardest assignments was doing going to 17 countries in um, three weeks to photograph luxury hotels. And that was a pretty hard assignment, but they're the sort of assignments I've had. So I've had a ball in my life, and I think at 74, I've had a really good innings. What's being thrown at me now is a challenge, but um, it's just another one of those challenges. But I look back and think, well, wow, I've had a really good innings. And... Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody could better it. And what do you think of the state of photography in twenty twenty two? I think photography is a lot easier um, because of the cameras that are being used today and the cameras that have been developed to to help make photography easier. You can. It's easier to capture what you see now. In the old days, you had to use filters and all sorts of tricks to get to get that perfect sunset. Now you can, on a digital camera, take 300 images, look at them and wipe them and start again, whereas we used to use film and it was expensive and clumsy with processing and everything else. Stay as an amateur until you know that you've got clients, they're going to pay you money so that you can enjoy life and be a real photographer and just, you know, be able to afford to do what you're doing. Because camera gear is incredibly expensive now too. I feel there was a, a, a woman uh, came to me one day and she said, look at these photos, Rob. I've been to Nepal and they're amazing pictures of the culture in Nepal. And I looked at them, and they're beautiful black and white prints. And I said, yeah, that's great. I said, but what about the culture in your backyard of Inglewood? Well, there's no culture there. I said, well, until you can see the culture in your own backyard, you made it simple for yourself to go to Nepal where you step off a plane and it's a different world. You can see it. But to be a true photojournalist or a true photographer, you've got to see what's around you first in your own lo- lo- locality. And you'll find millions of things to photograph. That's Rob Tucker, former illustrations editor for the New Zealand Herald and the brains behind the Photojournalism New Zealand Charity Auction, which will be held in New Plymouth on September the 24th. You can check out the images for sale on the Facebook page of the Photojournalism New Zealand Charity Auction. And for those who would like a memento of all the images, Rob Tucker says that they're working on a book collecting all those images submitted by The Brotherhood.